So, hello and welcome to episode 21 of the Saddlecast for this season um, with myself, Glyn Price, and I'm joined as usual by Ollie Warner, who is off uh, outside the country again. Where are you, mate? Um, yeah, I'm in the south of France, which, and I'm, but yes, exactly, it sounds a lot more, <laughs> where I actually am is a lot less glamorous than it really is. So imagine a southern France, a medieval town, oh, or imagine yeah. the industrial park on the draw carriageway <laughs> on the outskirts of town. Oh no! Yeah, in a budget because yeah, I've just been fugal with the company money. <laughs> You're in the Reading of Southern France, by the sounds of it. There, there you go. It's something like that. Imagine, yeah, basically just like yeah, the slough kind of <laughs> section of this very oh, nice no. medieval town because like it's a really old part of town, but I'm miles away from there. Oh, you get to see the world, Ollie. You get to see the world, and I'm sitting here on my sofa, and I and we're recording this on the Monday night now because obviously we've had two games we're going to cover, and the last one was the West Ham game um, on Sunday, so we couldn't record Sunday night, but we were recording Monday night and as I'm watching my TV now Ollie with the mute on the FA Cup draw started so I shall interject you are getting the FA Cup draw as it happens as we talk now but um, yeah it's been it's been an interesting couple of weeks hasn't it since we last did a podcast it is it does feel like a while doesn't it I guess we did the obviously the last time we did two games and we've got two games to cover now but one's obviously kind of overshadowed by um, quite a big game we've got the Oldham game um, and obviously the um, the West Ham game to cover we have indeed so yeah it's it's, it's good and, and obviously the, the we were just talking before we started about the amount of content and stuff there's been about the West Ham game so you know is we're competing against you know national media and stuff but this is the fan podcast isn't it what we thought is huge time fans so we think we can probably bring a little bit extra to it but um yeah we should move on to it Ollie but the draw is happening right now so I'll, I'll, I'll we'll hold on until we move on to the next section I'll, I'll maybe cut a bit of this out but we haven't come out yet Ollie I, I thought we get Wolves or Swansea but they're um they're at Notts County we haven't beat West Ham yet no well yeah exactly Liverpool are already gone can't have them there's still tons of teams left in at this stage, isn't there? You forget. Well, yeah, there's only there's only been yeah one round with the big big boys, isn't there? Oh, I thought it was us then. Twenty three and twenty six came out, and we're twenty four. <laughs> we're either side of us. Away at MK Dons, do you fancy that? No thanks. <laughs> Could be. No, it isn't. Cough City. Oh, that's disastrous for him. After all, <laughs> Jack Grimmer has literally got his head bowed, like laughing. Oh, poor bloke. That's Who's a terrible got? draw. Milton Keynes away, Coventry. <laughs> no, that's a disaster. Millwall away. Millwall away would be terrible. Oh, especially for West Ham. It's not them either as well. Rochdale. Spurs are still in it. The one team we've never played in in any competitive fixture. Where when we would be nice if we beat West Ham yeah. for the coffers. I, I, I still think we've got a good chance. Oh, we've got, there's only like eight teams left. We still haven't come out. So who's the biggest teams left in now? Basically Spurs, Hull, Newcastle or Chelsea. Newcastle wouldn't be too bad away. Oh yeah, that'd be cracking, wouldn't it? Bournemouth or Wigan away. Oh, and it's not going to be Wigan, is it, Ollie? <laughs> oh my God, no! Not oh, it is. <laughs> it's it's Bournemouth for Wigan away. Oh man, we should be. We might be renewing hostilities with, with Wigan, Ollie. What do you think about that? Oh, <laughs> uh, it'd be even Bournemouth. We've all been to Bournemouth so many times because they were in the same division as us exactly. so long. It's not uh, an exciting next round, that is, if we do get through. But yeah, there we it's go. It's not loads I mean, of money either, is it? Because no. Bournemouth got a thirteen thousand seat stadium. <sighs> That's it, really. Down to that, isn't it? So yeah, just let's get... just go out to West Ham and get the money and crack on. <laughs> Focus the on the league. league. There you go. That's our summary of it. So there we go. It was good. Good timing in the intro of that Ollie. So yeah, um, yeah there we go. We've uh, got a bit to chew over there, I suppose, in the next podcast if we beat West Ham. But um, yeah, we'll look Wigan. forward to the game and see what, see what happens next. But um, some yeah, of these people go. on Twitter will come after you. Oh yeah, no, I've annoyed a lot of Wigan fans recently. But um, yeah, there we go. Okay, cool. That was as it happened live on the podcast. Um, we shall move on to uh, talking about the match action now, Ollie. <laughs> Yes, what a goal! Oh, oh my God! He waited for that one to come down. Oh, what a goal! They opened that one up for him like a Christmas card. So, so quite a few days ago, um, we beat Oldham one 0 at home mm, on the first yes. of January. 
Um, seems a while ago now. It was, I guess. It was a week. Time flies in football. So, yeah, in terms of this game, so we won 1-0. Wally scored in the first half. Um, 6,300 fans, so not too bad. 500 all from um, Oldham. Um, but the, the nice thing is, we've now, obviously now we're in the second half of the season now, aren't we? Playing teams twice, so we played Wigan, yep. obviously. Um, we've played um, Oldham twice. And then we've taken six points off Oldham. Yeah, and Southend as well. Yep, and Southend. So, yeah, that means that we've taken 12 points over Christmas. So, obviously, while we've got all, everyone's got excited about the FA Cup, I think, you know, we've got to take a moment just to kind of say what a great Christmas we've had. So, kind of, yeah, the, the wheels are kind of flying off a little bit, weren't they, when we had <laughs> lost those few games and lost to Berry, which is a terrible away result. And especially in context of where we are now, looking back, that is a real outlier, isn't it? It's, it's all... mad, isn't it? When you think about it, yeah. And they've lost. I say we keep saying it, but they've lost to everybody yeah. since then, and they they lost again yeah, in, the, we in the FA Cup. So, and they signed a whole load of new players, blooded them, and still lost three 0 So, yeah, I think Berry are basically down. Well, aren't they? My mate, who's the season ticket holder, said that they're down. I was Matt Charrington on the Mika weekend, yeah. Well, we know that felt like from last season, Ollie. <laughs> yeah, but they lost to, they lost to a, a Sarsovic-led Plymouth side. He's playing oh, for God. them again. Um, so, yeah, so that was quite funny. So, yeah, the team for this game, we have had a few little changes, haven't we, as we've gone through the weeks. Um, two players, yeah. two positions need to keep changing and swapping. So, Henderson was in goal, Bolton, Asada, Sadda, Beckles... Bryn Morris playing in defence midfield. It's quite funny, actually. Um, a newspaper journalist from Oldham had put um, Bryn Morris up front and Stefan Payne in the hole. Um, <laughs> and then Worley on the wings, Nolan, Agogo and Gunua started. So I think it was his second start in the league this season. Yeah, he's not had many, has he? So yeah, there's a chance for him. So yeah, any comments on that? Were you surprised that Gunua had a chance? I was quite pleased, actually. He had a, a chance and a running out of the team. Yeah, it was, it was nice to see him get a game. I think it was needs must, really, because you know, those four games in... in quick succession with, with Oldham being the last one was certainly putting a strain on the squad wasn't it to yeah. you? and I think that keeping them rotated and Payne probably deserves a chance to come back in as much as um, Carl Morris has been fantastic in a lot of the recent games he hasn't actually been scoring so good chance for Payne to come in and maybe get an, a bit, get another one but um, Ganua yeah good chance to see him in the league and Bryn Morris has been good when he's played and it was a nice idea to rest Godfrey wasn't it after a quite intense Christmas period so you couldn't really argue with that team it was still a strong team and it's still a team I thought when I read it on paper that was certainly good enough to beat Oldham um, considering where they've been playing so um, yeah it's good No it's good so um, well yeah so we'll just kind of just, um, skim over the game and then talk about obviously kind of Analyze it. So um, yeah, I think the first thing I writ- wrote was Oldham are terrible. They're not a good team, are they? <laughs> they could not pass for, for for love or money, could they? No. I would say that um, Big Gerard looks like he's lost a few pound. Um, mm, still, a little bit. He has lost a little bit of weight, um, but but they struggled with the wind more than us, which is odd. So um, yeah, they really struggled with the wind, and they're just poor. Um, they're quite lively going forward, aren't they? Yep, but I would say at the back, they're terrible. There's no organisation, and considering um, you know. Wellens was supposed to come in and he did start to improve the side. It seems like they've really gone backwards in recent weeks. Mm, they've been Paul Jules been in as a director of football, hasn't he, at Oldham? Has and he? he left. He left after this game. Uh, he left in the oh, middle right. of this week. I didn't know that. So obviously things probably hadn't because Wellens was a completely inexperienced manager. So I assume that the plan was to maybe sort of put an arm around Wellens, but maybe that hasn't worked. Maybe that's been one of the reasons why it's gone backwards a little bit. Who, who knows? But um, they weren't good, Oldham. And, and and the main problem for them was that they've they've lost in between. They lost before our game. Eon Doyle, who'd been banging them in for them, and yeah. Been one of the most prolific strikers and I didn't realise his loan was up before our game so luckily it was and they ended up having to play that um should we call him cumbersome Davis up front he's sort of a local lad isn't he I think but he was not good for them either to be honest with you and, and Beck, uh, Beckles 
Sadler and uh, Agogo, whenever he went to go and go one on one with them with a sort of aerial battle, they all sort of, not Agogo, sorry, um, uh, Toto, they they all beat him in the air and he, he didn't get much change out of our centre backs, no. did he? So I thought that, you know, that was a problem for them, really. So um, for those um, who are in Japan and all over the world, um, <laughs> just to say like what the goal was like, so um, Omar Beckles down the left, he was rampaging again, when he's a bit like Port Boy, you didn't watch it, did you? Um, Port Vale away in the checker trade. Um, Omar no. was all full of skills <laughs> and running um, against, yeah, against. But it was poor defending by Oldham. I have to say they were all over the place. And yep. by the time the ball came to Gunua, who shot had a decent shot. The keeper made him mad, and he he just yep. couldn't really react. And then Wally just scoops it up and scores. Gunua put a lot of pace on that shot, though. I give him credit for that. He, he hit it hard, to be fair. And the keeper should have done better with it, but it was it was come at him. It kind of came at him quick. Yeah, he kind of like hit him on the kind of the arm. Um, it wasn't very good goalkeeping. Um, he no. didn't really give a, give. Well, us as Shrewsbury fans, he gave us a lot of delight because we thought, you know, we're going to have a chance here. But in terms, of if you're an Oldham fan, um, he didn't give him a lot of um, kind of how do I put this faith in, in, in his confidence. ability. Yeah. yeah, confidence. That's the word. I couldn't think of it. It's light and shade watching a keeper like that versus Dean Anderson down the other end who just, you know, did it again in this game, just came out and collected everything. I mean, he didn't really have too much to do in this game, Henderson, but no. what he did, it was just so superb and clear and crisp and our defenders didn't look worried whenever he came out. So, <laughs> yeah, their keeper was not like that. He was a little bit more, his kicking was very dubious at one point, wasn't it? Yeah, this will make you laugh. Sorry, just to go off on a tangent. Um, Lewis Cox is starting to get messaged by Wigan fans saying that you're going to have a shot next time. Um, so, and Lewis Cox has said it's Started so yeah the band oh, has started God. already. But that's if we oh, that's if they beat Bournemouth and we beat West Ham. Yeah, there's a long way to go with that yet, isn't there? To be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, sorry that just made me laugh. No, it's right. It's fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so I think, but I think also just kind of just worth noting in the first half, the only real thing really of note, I think, is just that Payne had a uh, a header that he should have scored. Um, which is a bit frustrating. Yeah, well, it kind of continues the pattern of, but probably all our strikers at the moment, hasn't it? When a good chance comes, I know Payne did well, score a couple of weeks ago, didn't yeah. he? But we've not we've not created as many chances. No, as, we haven't we created were. any, have we? You know what I was going to say, then, didn't you? Yeah, when they've come, they've still been a couple of them that we've snatched out. And again, you could probably say the same thing in the uh, West Ham game as well. So yeah, yeah we'd like if we could just be a bit more clinical. I think we'd put teams away a bit more comfortably. Obviously, we did get the goal later on. Uh, we've got the goal already, haven't we? But um, yeah, it's just the the, the nature of our our play. I'd rather we were consistently sort of on top of teams and, and holding the ball and keeping teams at arm's length just creating a little bit more is all we really want at the moment isn't it yeah I think well let's just whiz through the second half and come back um, to um, kind of analysis so yeah second half I think it's worth just saying the wind picked up but Henderson's kicking was still better than their keepers um, mm-hmm. so Omar had a header from a corner um, then Godfrey came on didn't he to kind of help and her said he brought Godfrey on to help with defensive headers yep. um, and also so he was good and then there was that fantastic save from Henderson really low down down to his yep. right it's a great, great save. save. So that was a really good save. So obviously that was an important. Yeah, that 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 you'd say that that gave that saved us two points. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then I guess there was a question, wasn't there, about you know, do you think there's a pen? There's, there's Richard Wellens was whinging money about it should have been a pen against them. What's your no. view of that? Soft. It was too soft yeah. for that for me. That to be honest with you, I know Wellens had moan about it in the situation they're in, but. Um, I'd have been pretty annoyed if it had been given against us. And um... do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the penalty given against um, Everton by Liverpool on Friday, the FA Cup game. Yeah, that was that was never a penalty. Either, no, exactly. So it was very similar, wasn't it? Hand a bit handsy, you know, putting hands on a, a player, but not enough to pull him down. Um, so definitely, yeah, I agree. Not a penalty. At least no one pushed one of our players into the stands. Though. Yeah, <laughs> that exactly. Was, yeah. That was bad. No, um, that was yeah, terrible. So... Yeah. So. Um, I thought one thing I thought was very evident, um, and we were talking. One, we actually it's interesting. Had a few tweets with Chris Skitt, the physio, and our, yeah, we've done a fantastic job to not really pick up any injuries um, during mm-hmm. this period. Yeah. But one player who had particularly worked hard during Christmas um, was Worley, 
he was knackered at the end of that game. He was. Wasn't he? he was. I, I, I. To be fair, he was. And but I didn't think he was the only one. To be honest with you, I. I actually thought you could. You know, I think I said to to my brother and and my mate who sits next to me was it's the first time this season where in the last ten minutes I thought Abu Agogo just looked a little bit off the pace, and it, and it shows you how much effort and work we've been putting in when the machine that is Abu Agogo is looking like he's feeling it a little bit, and and it was that was you know the only concern wasn't it is would our legs completely go out of it, and I think that we brought on the shop, didn't we? Um, as yeah, well, yeah, he did. He and, did a good job. And hit, and, and he did a really good job helping us see the game out. I thought we once again showed absolute um, professionalism in the way that we closed the game down. We never really let Oldham have too many big chances in that last 10 minutes when they were obviously going to throw everything at us. We just played that period perfectly again. And we've been saying that all season, which is really impressive, um, which is the reason why we've been winning games by, by close margins, because we're not letting our heads go down in the last 10 minutes. But yeah, Wally was knackered and he has worked really hard, but he, he wasn't the only one, was he, to be honest with you? And it was... It was it was a good job we had rotated a few players because otherwise everyone would have been like that going into the next game. So um, yeah, there we go. I think it was it was it was fair enough to point that out, Ollie. But I, I would say we said this about Chris Skitt, didn't we? Um, the fact that we've had none of these niggly injuries and the training pitch and stuff—it's all kind of contributed to that consistent team selection. So the the medical team does deserve a, a big sort of um, uh, what's the word? A big pat on the back, doesn't it? Yeah. And I know that someone bumped into Junior Brown on uh, the the West Ham game. Someone I know, and they were talking to him. And Junior Brown has got ideas of getting back before the end of the season. So. God, I don't know what they're doing in that medical room, but if they get him back before the end of the season, like they did with a go-go, it will be unbelievable. Yeah, that would be a, a nice return. And also good for him as well, because obviously his contract goes. Uh, yep. So he's obviously that's a, a good in- incentive for him. Mm. But yeah, I think just worth kind of staying, really, I think on the on the kind of the fitness and kind of this game, I thought we did enough, didn't we? It was game management and throughout. Yes. Um, we, I think if they'd scored, I think we would have gone back, dropped down a gear and floored it again and got back up to speed. Um, but I don't think it was necessary. You know, they were terrible. We were winning. Um, and then the game kind of just kind of petered out. Wouldn't it? And I think we were all happy with that, weren't we? Um, yeah, yeah. I think I, I used the word resilience was what they showed in the second half particularly. They didn't have to play well to beat Oldham. Um, they they just did did what they needed to do. And, and the defence and, and, and Henderson did everything they needed to do when there was a half chance or any balls into the box and everything. And that was one of the reasons why, personally, I think we won the game is that our defence were just as usual this season, completely on top of their game. No, I totally agree with that. So, um, just a question for you: How did you make? What did you make of Gunnar's performance overall? Do you think he deserves to start another game? No, um, I thought he had a very good first ten minutes. To be honest with you, yeah. I thought he was quite direct and pacey. Um, caused Oldham's defenders a little bit of trouble, but the, the life seemed to go out of him. Couldn't really get my head round about it because I doubt it was fitness. You know, ten fifteen minutes into a game, you don't think he's going to be knackered then. And then any whether Oldham changed something around or they got closer to him or they sort of figured him out, he. He badly drifted out of the game for me and was almost sort of not in it at all in the second half, um, which was a shame. And, and I'm, I think there's a player there, and I think that you know consistent games and and more more match time is going to help him. But um, there's absolutely no way he deserves to start ahead of Wally and Rodman, considering the form they're in. No, he's he, he's kind of sparkled, doesn't he? Obviously, I'm sure. You, obviously, um, you think of the Doncaster away game that was fantastic, yep. and he doesn't. And we didn't come on as a sub there. Yeah, very late on. <laughs> no, but it was still a nice strike, um, and it kind of shows his ability. But yeah, he and it's something Paul Hurst had mentioned that he doesn't um, have a lot of confidence, and you know, put some confidence into that into a player. You know, he's got all the physical attributes, and he's clearly got a good yeah. shot. So yeah, hopefully um, Paul Hurst can do a bit more magic on him, and he can still kind of make it at this level. But yeah, a little bit, a little bit disappointing. But hopefully, um, hopefully he'll, um, yeah. He'll have a, a few more good games for us. It's interesting what you say, confidence with him, because obviously you look at a player like Wally, who was pretty 
poor for a lot of that last period under Mickey Mellon when he was absolutely bang out of confidence, wasn't he? Yeah. And then a, a manager like Paul Hurst has come in and seemingly given him this new lease of life and this new new confidence. So, you know, if Gnu is going to develop, he's under a manager here that's probably going to be one of the best managers in the Football League for him in terms of that man management and that, that boosting them up. Um, and so, yeah, ho- hopefully that's the sort of thing that works for him. But he's never going to be coming on, you know, if he's only playing this amount of games that he is at the moment, he's never going to, you know, be able to shine as much as the no. other wingers. And he's certainly not in the position where he can take one of their places at the moment consistently. He's no. probably going to play in the checker trade this week and get another game and, you know, a chance to shine. But even then, if you have a good game in the checker trade, I still wouldn't think about starting him in the next game ahead of one of the other no. guys if they're fit. Well, we saw that with Bryn Morris, didn't we? He, he played really well in one of the games and never got inside. Um, Godfrey kept his place again. But yep. yeah, so um, yeah, so um, do you want to go first? Are you top three, Lou? Yeah, I mean, as I say, my, my overall uh, my overall consideration was that I think that um, it was one of those games where the defence and, and the goalkeeper won us the points at the end of the day. You say Henderson saved us two points. Um, I also thought he was just fantastic again in terms of um, his, his claiming of things. He, he shot shopping, like we mentioned, but just his overall communication and, and command of the box was, was fantastic as usual. I mean, anyone that's seen Shushu this season will know that the Dean Henderson we're describing. And yeah, thought he thought he was really good, so I gave him man of the match. Um, my uh, my new Jermaine Grandison friend, uh, uh, the Beckles man, who's now started doing stepovers. I, I don't know if you've noticed, and yeah. also little Cruyff turns. Legend. I love him. He's great. <laughs> I thought it was good. You, you talked about him being swashbuckling up the, up the left-hand side. He was. It's a shame. It is, is, his crossing's pretty bad, to be yeah, honest. he's not a left-back, is he? <laughs> no. Um, but, you know, we get up there. He's not shy to get up there, is he? And, no. and be out of position. And um, in this game, and again, the West Ham game, it was a couple of times where he's he... not out of position. He's not out of position. He's where the club wants him to be. But yeah, in terms of, a, he's not a defensive, yeah, defensive fullback. But he, he does a good job. He keeps, often he keeps possession, doesn't he? He keeps the ball ticking over. Yep, he's good. He's got a good range of passing. He very rarely gives it away, and his, his strength is such an attribute. You know, he was he was brushing the um, the Oldham winger off time yeah. after time again. He just was just so easy for him. Um, so yeah, that was it. And then I went for Sadler again. Just thought in terms of the two, he was probably slightly better than Toto, but like, you know that leadership role of organising the back line sort of normally tips it for Sadler over Toto for me. But yeah, that, I mean you couldn't argue with any of the back four being in it. No, no, definitely not. So yeah, that's obviously linked onto mine. We've almost covered all of them. So I've got Sadler. I thought Sadler just had a, a positive game. And I thought almost um, I, I owe him a few points as well, if I'm honest, in terms of making <laughs> number one. Um, Bolton too. Bolton's just been fantastic. You know, yeah, great. during Christmas, he's really he seems to have kind of like you know he came in did really well in terms of like you know then he had a big peak you know he started well then he plattered a little bit and now he's yeah he just seems really comfortable at this level now um, and he was solid and he's getting better going forward as well I think he's getting more confidence and um, he's cutting back onto his left a few times as well um, so so no good to see um, and then I went for Henderson third just because of that one save he didn't really have anything else to do all game did he apart from wave the Shooter Town fans mm, no not really but yeah it, it, it just was good wasn't he yeah he was good is it Sorry, I was a bit sidetracked then, because I was thinking about Bolton and, and Riley. And, and one of my questions for you, Ollie, as, as, a, as an aside here, is apparently we're signing Lee Hendry's son. And this, this was supposed to happen today. It hasn't happened today. So, you know, with these things, they might not happen. But I was told that we were signing Lee Hendry's son. He's a right back that's been on loan at Bradford all season. Um, and he's been playing for them most weeks. And his loan was up. And we're trying to nick in there. Now, when you think about that and you think about Bolton taking his place, does it make you start to think that potentially... Paul Hurst is thinking of moving Joe Riley on and um, replacing the cover that we have in that position with a lone player. Because, you know, we don't know, but... Well, I heard that Hendry would be a, um, a full-time sign-in. He wouldn't be a loan, he'd be a full sign-in. 
That's you reckon? What, yeah, that's that's what the rumours I saw that he was going to oh, okay, be fine. a full signing. But it's interesting because signing a player like that, um, and I've seen Bradford fans almost kind of being a bit bitter about, oh, if, we, if he doesn't want to stay, then he can go, and mm. oh, he's not going to want him on loan anymore, you know, all this kind of stuff, like almost being a bit bitter about him. But I don't know, maybe he sees him as a different kind of player because I hear he's a bit of a utility man. Yeah, uh, he's got yeah, a bit of versatility. So I don't know. Always another question is. Um, is Perth doing this is just a little bit of planning for next season if we do go up? I'm not sure. Potentially, yeah. Who knows? I just think, you know, if you, more I thought about this in the transfer windows, if there's a player that might be agitating for a move um, and he sees the writing on the wall with another player coming in in his position, it might be Joe Riley. So I suppose it's one to keep an eye on, isn't it? It hasn't happened. I've, I've been checking the, the sort of Twitter feeds this week and um, the sort of today and it hasn't happened yet. But interesting, that's the player that we're very, very strongly linked with. It's exciting. Another, a right back. <laughs> we're going to hear more about wingers and strikers. Yeah. Uh, uh, we'll get there, we'll get there. Yeah. Hey, we haven't needed them in these last two games. We've won and drawn against the Premiership team, so it hasn't been all bad, has it? No, 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 not, <laughs> definitely not. But talking of, um, yeah, talking of um, bitter, um, your mate Mitchie, Richie Wellens um, wasn't oh, very happy. Hey. He stormed on the pitch, actually, when I was watching the highlights back. He stormed on the pitch, um, and yeah, um, he said, what word did he use, Glenn? He called us basic. <laughs> and I, I, just was, I just staggered. And I no, mean, you know, sorry, sorry, before we go into this, there is a there is a question of through the thought, isn't there, that he's not saying this to Shrewsbury fans and he's not oh, saying yeah, this yeah. to really to Paul Hurst. He's saying this to kind of a bit Take of propaganda yeah, with the yeah. fans that didn't travel. But even so, go ahead. Ludicrous. Yeah, it's a ludicrous statement, isn't it? You know, you don't you don't get to be second in the league and you know draw against premiership teams and have all the good things that have happened to us this season by being a basic team. Well I said we basic I was just I can't remember who was at the conference it was getting some abuse on Twitter um from some Oldham fans who are very quiet after this game compared to the last game. <laughs> yeah. I say but what basic in the sense that we work really hard we don't concede goals and we score goals those kind of basic well that's the basics of football isn't it <laughs> it, it comes across more of an insight yeah, and, exactly. and you know it's, it's hard to get annoyed about things like that now and, and Richie Wellens is under a bit of pressure and you know the Terrible way that it's going if he, if he keeps that sort of thing up he might find that they don't actually stick with a, a manager that's got no experience and you know try and get out of the trouble they're in with another manager this season but yeah I, it was just the just the word wasn't it that seemed so laughable but I totally understand where he's coming from yeah. in fairness in terms of his his situation but there we go it was just you it was even funny. noticed that the Plymouth, Plymouth Herald does these quite nice summaries every so often they do a summary of like the best kits in the league, um, right. and then they do a, did a summary of um, the teams, kind of like the worst and best teams over Christmas. Um, obviously, we were in the best teams with the ten points, and they had yeah. Oldham um, with one point over Christmas, which is uh, which four games, which is pretty diabolical, really. Um, relegation yeah. form, isn't it? So yes, so that's yeah, that's it. So let's just go on to Paul Hurst um, and move on to the big the big tie. Yeah, of the week. So Paul said it's very pleasing. It was very difficult to play two games in quick succession, and it's made it more difficult in the second half with the conditions of the wind. So I'm pleased and happy with the players' efforts. I've just heard Richie Wellen saying he thought it was two bang average sides in the first half, and he's entirely his opinion. But I thought we were a better team by some distance, and I think we, I think we were a better in the sense that we were organised and structured, and they were just a shambles. Um, yes. So I think in terms of if you're a neutral, just come and watch the game, you probably think yeah they're they're not two great teams, but delve a little deeper, you can yeah we're definitely the better team. Um, mm. And I said I've seen them dominate a few teams, and I didn't think they did that. They tried to play and we pressed them, we forced them. We probably shouldn't have gone. We should, we should have gone two 0 up with Stain with Payne's header, um, but then then they chucked the big man and go up, go direct, which meant we've done their, our job. Because if yeah, if, as you know, as you they know, changed their tactic, like, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was good. Um, so I thought it was quite funny. Yeah, it was good. It was a nice nice way to start 2018, wasn't it? You know, unbeaten yeah. in the league in 2018. Let's hope that continues for some time. But yeah, you know, the overall view of that was game was there was quite a lot of down. There was a few down moments in the game. Sometimes it wasn't too you know an interesting what 
much was it considering the weather and how cold it was that day but you know we were resilient and we saw ourselves over the line like we have been doing in lots of games this season and that is exactly why we are still two points behind Wigan and chasing them down and the best thing about that game you know the, the result was that Blackburn slipped up didn't they and that put us five points ahead of Blackburn and five points ahead of those um, you know playoff places so we go to Blackburn now which um, is our next away is our next game in the league five points ahead of them they can't catch us and, it, and it's actually hugely put more pressure on Blackburn, in my view, that game, than it has us. You know, it's almost like we can go there and it's, again, a bit of a free hit. And we would never have thought we'd be going to teams like Blackburn this season with no pressure on us and, and them trying to chase us down. So I, I think that, that, that the way that shook out this weekend has probably given us, a, not an edge, but a little bit more of a leg up in terms of that game. Yep, no, definitely. Definitely, definitely agree with that. Hopefully we'll win that as well. So there we go. So there we go. That was that was the league. And then we had a little bit of a break, didn't we? With a yes. no game on the Saturday. So a nice seven or eight day break, wasn't it? Through to us uh, welcoming West Ham United to Shrewsbury Town. And um, yeah, FA Cup third round in front of a full game meadow. 9,535, which was fine. A few people didn't turn up on the day, but it was cold. <laughs> um, it was freezing, but, um, wasn't it? Yeah, God, it was horrible, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'd, and you were hungover. <laughs> I, I unfortunately made the valiant mistake of going out uh, for one of my friend's 40th birthdays on the Saturday night and not getting back until 2am, forgetting that I had to go and watch a game at 2pm. So <laughs> just the 12 hours to recover. And I, I got myself a nice greasy burger and chips and bumped into you outside in the fan zone. And that kind of perked me up enough to get in through the game, to be honest with you. Um, so yeah, that was it. So yeah, it was uh, nil-nil. I suppose that's the first place start, isn't it? A creditable draw against West Ham United. And um, yeah, let's go through the, through the team, really, because it was definitely our strongest team, I think. Yeah, definitely. And it was a big surprise, wasn't there, that Henderson started. So that was nice. Yeah. So Amazing. Do you think he'd just gone on? Can you imagine him going on and on and on at these low managers? <laughs> go, I want to play, I want to play, I want to play, I want to play. Like just texting and con- WhatsApping him and everything, just messaging constantly, you can imagine. Um, so yeah, so that was a nice surprise. And Purse kept that under his under gloves, didn't he, that he was going to play? Yeah. So that was, was good. A, it was a bit of a sort of thing that came out when the team news got announced. No one had a, even an inkling of it, no, no one in the press. Well, it just no shows one, you, you know, doesn't it, that the club does keep its secrets pretty much um, to itself now so it's quite a big change in the old days um, yeah internal things it's easy to do that isn't it because you know you just keep it internal but there used to be there were so many rumours coming out didn't there there used to be a lot yeah. more rumours coming out of the club yeah but when you're buying players it's still difficult to hide yeah. it sometimes oh, yeah, because definitely. you have press and media and, and people who know people at other clubs and yeah. stuff kind of leaks out doesn't it well there's an interest of the agents isn't there to create more negotiation True enough, but it was a real bonus, wasn't it? You know, I, I can remember being in the ground reading, well, on the way to the ground reading that, thinking, oh, just a little clench of the fists, thinking, yeah, that's that's that little thing that might push us over the edge today. Yeah, no, it was good, and also gives us the confidence at the back. And um, there was a bit, there's obviously, um, we signed um, Lowe from Derby, who's, who's a left back, but, and people were saying that maybe Beckles, he would start in front of Beckles, but I don't think there was any way that um, he was going to do anything but, but, but play the best team in terms of the season so far, um, and also the guys who have kind of earned it. Um, so it was, yeah, no surprise for the team selection. The only thing that did surprise yeah. me a little bit that Morris started, but it didn't surprise me that much. No, I think that actually he was being rested last week in in, in attention for this game because I think that he he so he was taller than both the centre backs they ended up playing. I thought he had he had a good game against a, a sort of in terms of the physical side of it, and he, he did really well. I think that actually he would have got more joy than pain got out of that game. So I think he was he was obviously rested for the um, for the old game, and it and it worked a treat to be honest with you, rather than getting dropped. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a strong team, you know, with Godfrey anchoring him again, and um, you know both our wingers wanting to have a go at him, and I, I thought that was it was fine. There was no there's no way Lowe was going to start. It would have been so unfair on Beckles, yeah. really would have done and and after this game we obviously kept another clean sheet we've now kept a, a, a quite a few clean sheets in a row really but if you look at the last nine games 
in all competitions, we've only conceded three goals. So you don't change a team that's got an unbelievable record like that. No, that's a very good defensive record, isn't it? Uh, yep. Yep. So, yeah, so we don't normally do the opposition team um, because <laughs> we're so Shrewsbury-centric and we don't really care. Um, but I think it's worth just going through the, through the West Ham team in terms of just kind of, they only made four changes from Spurs. Yeah, um, they kept it strong. Yeah, so clearly they are a bit of a shambles of a club in terms of they don't have that many players. Um, and obviously they're, you know, not particularly well I wouldn't say particularly well run you know they've signed about 40 strikers since the golds have been there and still haven't <laughs> found one um, so just to kind of say so yeah they had some their key players so Hart was in goal so that was nice Yeah. Um, and then they had Rice who's a, a good up and coming youngster playing for them um, and then I don't know how you pronounce this guy's name but Ogbonia Ogbonia yeah, he's an Italian G. international he's played 12 caps for Italy um, he's played for Juventus as well so you know so he's a high calibre player Kayate Obiang um, Chikorito who will come on to I'm sure and Oyu who's got like over 70 caps for Senegal so you know it was a good team a couple of youngsters in there a couple of youth players but um, you know you can't argue you can't say that wasn't a strong West Ham side no, as much as I had a little punch when I saw Henderson in our in our team, I suddenly when I looked at their team, I gave myself a little like, oh, this is the reality check here because you know you swap in Adrian out for Hart. There's no real no real negative to that, is there? They played this Rice lad at the back who's young, and um, you know apart from that, the other lads have all got tons of experience, and you know that Bungyang scored that stunner in the week against. Um, was it Spurs? I think it was where he, just, yeah. he pummeled it in. Didn't he? Unbelievable goal. Chikorito obviously got a lot of Man United experience and been in, played in Europe everywhere and highly rated. It's just never really kicked on. You know the names there you recognise as a football fan. I mean, I never watch match today. I'm not too interested in Premiership football that I'd watch it. I'll I'll watch games with them on Sky. But you know, Shoes Britannia, my team. That's where my passion lies. And but I know these players. You know, like all people would have done. And um, I was hugely, hugely disappointed with not disappointed. That's a bad thing to say because I'm a Shoes Town fan. I was happy with the way they played, but. I was so underwhelmed is a better oh, description of how terrible. West Ham's players played. They they were so bad. Yeah, I watched um <laughs> I watched um, this afternoon I watched about 5 minutes of the start of um, West Ham TV. Um, it's just oh, um, right. so yeah, similar to like Arsenal TV and um and those guys who do like yeah, a channel and talk and they were to be fair to them they were very um honest and fair about Shrewsbury um you know they weren't they're probably not as kind of West Ham centric even in the analysis yeah. as BBC were her BBC were just talking about West Ham all the time not about how yeah. well we played um but yeah they were saying that you know we played really well and we we pressed them into course and into mistakes and everything and they were terrible though weren't they let's not talk about them for too long but they were utterly terrible and Moyes was not impressed was he at all um no no, I mean, we can talk about them in the context of the fact that it was the reasons why some of the wet things went the way they went for us. To me, I think you, when we're looking at this game overall, and there's no point in us really going through every single moment that happened in the game. We'll talk about some of the big ones. But, you know, if, if people weren't there, you know, we sold out the meadow, they would have watched it on TV. You know, yeah, it was live exactly. on the BBC and, and we'll, we'll get to all of that in a minute. But it, I think it's worth saying that, you know, there was some of the bad performance of some of these players was the reason that they, they obviously didn't win. You know, for me, the two standout players that were the most unimpressive, and I don't know if you agree, were Chigurio, who was a rat, an absolute dirty, cheating rat as far as I was concerned. And Ayu, who I thought was one of the least interested footballers I've ever seen. And I've watched teams playing in the conference. He he could not have been less asked about trying to play for West Ham United on the day. I If I was a West Ham fan watching that, and it was, you know, bloody Sean Wally or, or Payne putting in a performance like that, you know, similar to some of the ones maybe we watched last season, I'd be raging. I, yeah, I think, and they were. He, he did not want to know. He didn't want to know. He obviously didn't want to start. He he kept feigning like a little limp injury and there was obviously nothing wrong with him. Every time anyone touched him, he'd go down for ages and it, I was, it was embarrassing. I thought it was yeah. absolutely embarrassing the way he played. 
Whereas Chikorita was the opposite. He was just a cheat. You know, even yeah. though he kept diving around all over the place, he liked putting, leaving a little bit on a couple of our players sometimes as well. So those two, I, I, it, I instantly took an instant dislike to them because I thought, oh, I just, I couldn't put up with that. I think it just says a lot, doesn't it, about back then the problems they have, but also um, Obiang is supposed to be, you know, a defence midfielder who are typically mm. normally pretty tough, um, and he was flapping his arms around, whinging all the times. And yeah, I think, um, yeah, you made a good point. It's almost like they, I think they. Ex- they thought that the referee was going to give them everything, and the referee was pretty balanced. I thought. I thought the referee not had a pretty bad. decent yeah, game. Not bad. Um, he did give some of them some of their what we might call soft. like yeah soft kind of Premier League yeah. kind of fouls, which you probably wouldn't necessarily get in League One. But they were whinging constantly. It was almost like they were whinging about their own performance to the ref. So they were almost like yeah, almost embarrassed of their own performance, and that kind of incinerated mm-hmm. what they were doing. Does that make sense? Um, yeah. So yeah, it was quite pathetic for them and if I was a, a West Ham fan but actually talking of West Ham fans they were poor weren't they and I know they didn't have Awful. much to cheer about um, and obviously you know it wasn't their players weren't really trying very hard so you can kind of say you know you know there's no real um, kind of emphasis or kind of you know catalyst from the players to get them going but considering yeah. they're supposed to be you know they're one of these you know Premier League Championship yo-yo clubs you know it's a big team you'd think they would be the common least sung a few songs the first few minutes well especially as West Ham United are kind of famed for that aren't they you know they did the I'm Forever Blowing Bubbles a few times and maybe a couple of player chants but that that was it really but I think you know we've been in games like that Ollie where we're watching something that's so bad and for a West Ham fan that was bad that it's so bad that you kind of just think you know the, the sort of life goes out of you a little bit doesn't it and I think when you listen to some of the reaction West Ham fans had on you know like West Ham Fan TV and I listened to a couple of them on the radio later on they were describing that as like a low, a real low in a bad season. Do you know what I mean? So I think that maybe didn't help the atmosphere. Yeah. And, and the atmosphere was an interesting discussion because we sold out, obviously, and it was okay a couple of times. And But I think playing it on a Sunday doesn't really help. You know, that Sunday afternoon... So you don't think the atmosphere was very good from the Shrewsbury side? I thought it was good. No, I thought it was good. I, I wouldn't say it was anywhere near as good as when we played Chelsea, though, when... Um, we played them in the Carling Cup. No, that was and, under um, lights, isn't there? There was something about under lights, isn't there? That's what I mean. Having that under lights on a on a, on a Saturday night or or a Tuesday night game, it, it wouldn't have been because it's obviously a pick-up third round. But the, the, I think the Sunday thing took a little bit out of the atmosphere. Yeah, they didn't quite did. tip it over the edge into the Chelsea realms. However, town fans were good, I thought. And I thought that our singers did try and start as many mo- more pro Shrewsbury Town songs than usual and try and get more of the fans involved, which was good. And You need a goal, don't you? Let's be honest. You do need yeah. a goal sometimes to really get the atmosphere kind of cranked up. But I thought the atmosphere but, was all right. Yeah, it was a couple of really slack points in it, though, wasn't there? Yeah. Particularly in the second half. Well, the second half, half wasn't really much to talk on. about. So in terms of the highlights of the game, there wasn't really too many to talk about, was there? We did... I thought it was just worth kind of saying that I thought we we started well, we pressed well. Um, there was no sign of um, nerves. The majority of the players. No way. Her, yeah, her no way. said that he thought there was a few players who were a bit nervous. Um, and there was a few um, kind of passes that went astray. I remember her um, Godfrey put in a pass astray and a few little here and there. Um, and yeah. there wasn't too much to talk about, was there? Really, in terms of chances. No, I, I, talking about thinking about nerves. The only one I think must have been suffering was the, the one who I thought that has been our standout all season that maybe didn't shine in, in a TV game as much as I thought was Nolan. Um, and I'm really nitpicking because I love the guy, but I thought you know, in terms of the three midfielders, he was actually the, the worst of all three midfielders. He definitely gave the ball away a lot more and was a little bit slacker with his passing. His pressing was really good, but definitely in his more attacking form, he didn't quite shine like he has been in some games this season. Is that yeah? There seems. Yeah, it's an interesting point, actually, because I was just thinking that you didn't really see much um, of no, uh, no, um, Agogo either. Um, so Agogo and Nolan had quieter games than normal. Um, yeah. And maybe that's just where sometimes the quality and the possession and the kind of the pressing comes in the opposition. Because a few times they got tackles in, didn't they? They were like, oh, OK, that was quite a good tackle. That was quite fast. Yeah. Um, um, Bjerk, uh, Burke did it and Rice did it a couple of times. It was like, whoa, OK, 
that was quite a fast, quick tackle that you wouldn't really mm. have expected. You know, it was a bit faster than you normally see in League One. Um, so maybe we struggled a little bit there. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I mean, we, we talked about how bad West Ham were, but we have to give our team a huge amount of credit. Oh, right? Because, that, you know, we say we started well, and we did, and we kept the press going the entire game. They they And, and I say Nolan didn't shine. He was a little bit loose with his passes, and he maybe didn't give it do enough in the attacking thirds. Like in the second half, we had that good break and just played that ball a little bit poorly. And little moments that could have changed the game from a credible draw to a fantastic win. And, you know, everyone's going to look back on it with a tinge of disappointment that we had to potentially chances and more options to create better chances. But park all that to the side. The lads did not let West Ham breathe, did no. they? They were on them from the minute, and, and that counts for the defenders pushing up, the three midfielders, the wingers worked incredibly hard, and Morris did really good up front in terms of keeping everybody honest and chasing everything down. So, you know, if you, you point one thing that got us the draw out of it, it was sheer work rate, I think. And and playing some good football as well. So yeah, uh, yeah. sometimes in the first half, we play some really nice football. And one of the things I was thinking, obviously a lot of people, especially a lot of League One fans have been watching that game. Um, and obviously a lot of people have seen our kind of rise through the division. And I think one of the things I was quite pleased about is it meant that those fans, the fans, you know, we have played some games, haven't we, where we've kind of ground out a result. So like drilling yes. them away and a few other games where we haven't, you know, yeah. we haven't played the peaks of like women did Oxford away and Bristol Rovers the game before yeah exactly and also it wasn't as good as like Bristol Rovers at home but we got to show those teams that we are a good, hard-working team. We played some nice football. Some of the passing we were doing when we passed it out from the back was really, yeah. really exceptional. So, yeah, and I was getting messages from friends of mine who are, um, who are you know, fans of other teams. And, yeah, it was really nice to kind of get those messages to see that you know people were seeing what the, all the good work that Paul Hurst has done. So that's mm. great. Toto's long balls were a revelation, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, they were he better. He three in a cons- consecutive minutes, didn't he, that went straight over to sort of Robman on one side and then he played another one straight through to Morris. It was fantastic. But Toto... Toto impressed me actually because he wasn't he wasn't Brilliant. yeah he wasn't looking to he wasn't quite easy he was in it central defender playing against a Premier League team you know uh, you know international strikers to go damn it let's just get rid of the ball really quickly and you know he didn't do that he was composed and he looked for the options and that, that was good so um, yeah so that was good so in terms of the chances the first half we had the Wally free kick didn't we where Godfrey came flying in and just couldn't get a yes. toe on the end unlucky that and then there was that kind of ping pong like you know kind of like pinball machine moment and then Sadler ended up <laughs> running to the box oh man I was up I was standing up yeah. for this I, I got very excited because it looked like he t- took an awful touch off his knee didn't it when yeah. he eventually bounced back to him I thought oh he's, this is going back to the keeper but the keeper didn't want to come out at all I mean Joe made some really good yeah. saves but Joe Hart does not leave his line anymore did you know I'm just totally surprised by that but anyway um, but I can see why because he's a great shot stopper and he wants to get his goal covered and yeah the knee sort of looked like it was running away from him but he got in and, and I, oh, decent God, effort what? Smashed it, and but Joe Hart made a really good save. You can't say anything better than no. that, can you? Really? And and it un- unfortunately didn't fall to a Towns fan either, did it? So that was no. that was a shame. And then there was that um, also moment in the first half where Bolt's got the ball, didn't he? And he tried to twist and turn, and just couldn't find a man, um, which was uh, which was unfortunate. And then there was Rodman's chance as well, wasn't yep. there? Where um, he, he sort of tried to curl it in, and Joe Hart made another good save, and he again didn't put it in a particularly safe area. Joe Hart it sort of came right back out into the centre of the box, but luckily West Ham scrambled yep. it away. And um, yeah, that, for those two saves alone in the first half. I can understand why Moyes was saying after the game that Joe Hart has kept them in the FA Cup because 
in reality, both those chances were good chances, yeah. and and we were unlucky. The seven, well, obviously, we were right in line with Sadler's shot, weren't we? Pretty much, and it was a oh, good yeah. effort. Um, and yeah, it was. Um, it, that could have easily, have, you know, just kind of like snuck under the the keeper, which is a bit of a shame. But the Sadler one, I was when in real time, you didn't you because it was so exciting. You were just watching Sadler. I wondered whether anyone was in the box he could have squared it to, and he'd, if he'd been a bit selfish. But I looked back on the highlights, and actually, he it was fair enough. He yeah, had to he had to shoot. There. There was, no, no, I don't no think. Yeah, him. I don't think anyone really expected him to, no, to get the no. ball there and run it. So that was good, um, yeah. And then um, chances in the second half was yeah few and far between. But um, it's interesting that Lowe came on, didn't he, on the left wing to replace Rodman? Yeah, it was so nice for him to get a debut in a big game like that. And um, didn't hardly touch the ball, did he? No. Until we were sort of running away in the last minute, and all that all Nolan had to do was play him a nice pass in oh. front of him to run onto. And he just got it wrong, didn't he? Pushed, tried to force it too early, which was a real shame. And one of the last breaks of the game, it would have been an absolute wonderful story to score because they were never going to get back in it then. But it wasn't to be, was it, unfortunately? No, the Nolan chance, though. That was the best chance yeah. of the game, wasn't it, in terms of other than the ones that Joe Hart saved? Yeah, so it, it, and Lowe did really well on that one, to be fair. He, it looked like he was going out. Yeah, he pushed it back to him, to Nolan really well and he just skied it over, uh, which is really frustrating. And then it was quite funny, actually. Was, um, the highlights, um, don't know if you watched the highlights back from the BBC, and um, Danny Murphy says something like, on a paraphrase, um, you know, that, oh, he should have, a player of his technical ability should have put that away. <laughs> uh, and he said something on that line, so that, was, maybe, that made me chuckle. That was quite funny. Nice. He knows how good he, he is. Does, anyway, that's yeah. good to see. But yeah, it was it was a great chance, wasn't it? And um, and it's funny because we go through this, and I don't really remember there being any West Ham chances of any significance. No, do you know what I mean? but there was, was one that caused quite a lot of giggles among the Shrewsbury Town fans. Oh yeah, we put out for a throw in. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and that must have gone down as a shot because I was looking at the stats. Um, and it said they had four shots, so they must have counted that a Boyang, I can't say Obiang, who shot <laughs> miles wide. They must have counted that one that went out for a throw in as a shot as well. Brilliant, <laughs> that's embarrassing. Yeah, but yeah, but you know, you know, we could have played even if Dean Henderson hadn't played. I still think we'd have kept a clean sheet because they just did not threaten us no. at all. And if if, if McGivley really played, he's a good enough keeper to have also been yeah, part of a, of a drawing team there. So. There we go. I mean, we talked briefly about... I've, I've described it as the SHIT house West Ham tactics because um, they just were, were not great with their tactics in terms of the, the way they played the game and also how they tactically approached it. I, I don't know what Moyes was trying to do. It, it To me, it looked like he brought a team once they set up that, that, to play for a draw. You think... No, I don't, I don't think so. You reckon? No. He, well, some of the West Ham fans reckon that. Nah, they're just being... I think they're just being a bit staffed and maybe defensive <laughs> of their own team. I think he brought a team to win the game. You know, you don't play... Mm. You don't play... You only make four changes from Spurs. Like Leeds United made nine changes, so I think he came to try and win the game and try and get Possibly. to you know he had like you know I could tell you who was a good player Reed's a class central defender isn't he so he played you know some of their best players and yeah it just didn't work I think he definitely came I don't think he came for a draw at all I think he came for a no, win it just se- it seemed I think maybe that's the type of manager is though it was it was more like if you describe it as a style you know Mickey Mellon play to not lose rather than play to win it wasn't like he went all out and. They were a full-flowing attacking team, you know. Even playing Ayu, he he was on the wing. He's technically a striker, isn't he, most of the time? But he played very deep in the first half, I thought, and I, I just thought that they were they were. Well, he was playing deep because we were. They didn't get the. They couldn't pass the ball. True enough, we pushed them back. But yeah. I think once he'd realised what was happening, it wasn't like they tried to push on further. It was almost like, well, we'll try and do our little breaks and we'll try and do our little bits as we're going forward, and we should have the quality to score a good goal when the chance comes. But they did never get back up once they got... Well, we're doing it again now. Minutes. We're talking about West Ham, where actually... Uh, um, yeah. But, it, you know, 
they were the opposition. And it's an interesting one with a game like that because you are talking about a premiership team and how we've completely blunted at something that's, you know, that wasn't expected, really. But the reason was I'm saying you're talking about West Ham there, so obviously they didn't pass the ball, they couldn't play football. That's because we were pressing so well. Um, we played our natural game, which was great. We don't need to repeat what every town fan said, do we? Which is that everybody had a cracking performance and, and you know, we can nitpick at a little bits and pieces that, that we missed chances or we didn't quite take chances when they come or someone misplaced a couple of passes and didn't shine like they had. But, you know, deep down... I left that stadium feeling unbelievably proud of my team. You know, I was disappointed. Really I, I, I knew you'd say that because you, you were like that the other week about something. I, I, I kind of wasn't because not at all. You didn't have any sense, yeah, any sense of disappointment. Really, no, I just thought because because you got to put it in context, haven't you? It was a big club coming to us that we weren't expecting. Yeah, to but that's to but, that, but that, that's what that's what you think before the game. When in the context that you know we're the only team that created the chances, you know the Sadler and Nolan chances are the two clearest chances of the game. They didn't have any chance anywhere near that kind of um, kind of caliber of chance. Um, we should have we should have put we should have beaten them. We should have beaten them in the context of the game. I know, but we had the same discussion after the Blackburn game when we drew. I know. Remember, when I was you were like, I'm disappointed. And I was well. like, well, I'm not that bothered. I know. But I mean, maybe I'm just easier to please on. Maybe you're. I think maybe you're just. Yeah, you're. I was going to say too much of a Shuji fan, but yeah, in terms of Hurst, Hurst, Hurst comment about yeah, Shuji fans having no expectations, but yeah, anyhow. So yeah, it was good. It was enjoyable, wasn't it? It was an enjoyable afternoon. It was nice to obviously get a bit of kind of publicity for the team. So that was good. And I don't think it's going to change um, a kind of flow of the season, is it? No, definitely not. I mean, the confidence was still there that we've been playing with all season. You can't say that yeah. that had gone away, even if they were a bit nerves. You know, they played for each other, so the team spirit was completely evident to anyone watching that game yeah. on TV. Um, and all our best characteristics. Were we're on show in that game. We just we weren't quite as fluid going forward as we have been in some games, but we were so resilient at the back and defensively that that is really. I think it's becoming a season where we're talking about our backline and our defence and our goalkeeper being the real standout thing of this season. It is unbelievable what they're doing at the moment. Yeah. Now there's one thing that um, was mentioned um, to both of us. Um, so my missus and your daughter mentioned two things. Um, <laughs> both mentioned. You can probably guess what Becky mentioned. Now, you describe it because yeah, it's probably yeah, it's better coming first hand from yourself in terms of what did your daughter say to you? I, I walked home. So I walked home from the, from the match sort of um, think, you know, listening to the radio a little bit. I got back into the door. Me, 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 me daughter and my son had watched it on TV um, with, my, with my wife because they wanted to see what's going on, where daddy was, see if they could see me on TV. Um, but um, when I got back, I said to my, my daughter, what did you think, Elsa? And she said, there was loads of blood, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, we haven't really talked about it, but goodness me, it was a bit gruesome, I think. In yeah, terms but you of couldn't the, tell, uh, could you? you? Obviously, you no. saw um, Sadler running around with uh, like half a tub of um, Vaseline on his head. Blood. <laughs> um, which is quite funny. And also, there was that quite funny tweet that got tweeted a lot about it saying that like, bloody hell, the seagulls in Shrewsbury are um, pretty dangerous. Because <laughs> um, it did look like a big bird poo on his head. Um but yeah, but in real time, you, the, the Agogo one clearly no one's no one has questioned Agogo thinking he did it on purpose. But yeah, the um, yeah. the Cullen one is gruesome, and you actually see his tooth fly off. Ooh, they did it in slow motion on the BBC, didn't they? Apparently, it's funny because that didn't look like anything, did it? No, it I didn't. booed that lad. I thought he was dying. <laughs> <laughs> I was really going. A lot of people cheats, him. cheats, but no, it looked pretty nasty. Yeah, and apparently um, on TV they had um, Stuart Pearce with his arms folded, um, staring at him, going, "You're going back out there, son. You're not coming off." <laughs> And apparently then he took his pants off, um, shoot his pants off, he didn't take his pants off, he took his shorts off and showed his pants. Um, and then, yeah, went back on the on, on the pitch, which was quite funny. So, yeah, I think there was a lot of, yeah, a lot of things you don't normally expect to see um, at a football game in terms of no. blood and all sorts. No, and I, I think that um, in the years to come, we, we talk about moments in Shrewsbury Town fans, don't we? We did it in this Christmas special, if anyone hasn't listened to it. There's lots of sort of iconic things that happened over the first 10 years at the Meadow. To me... 
the Matt Sadler performance and the the bang on the head, the the imagery of him wearing that um that ba- that headband in the second half, the way he didn't shirk from anything after that happened. I think that's an iconic moment for this football club in the last twenty odd years of history. You know, to 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 stand up to a Premiership team's attack. You know, having obviously taken a huge bang on the head and been like at one point his whole face was covered in blood. There's something about that. You know, Terry Butcher and you know Paul Ince. If you remember that game against Italy yeah. that England had that one time when we had to get a draw. You know, it, there's something about the headband blood thing that really brings out a sort of you know a fan sort of iconic image, isn't there? And I thought he, he was fantastic all game, and to have had all that going on was just amazing. Really, I think it's interesting you say that as well because I saw that um, the um, Blues um, um, fans have started had picked up on that and then I saw the hashtag one that got away in terms yeah, of so that, yeah, yeah that was quite yeah. funny so interesting so so yeah so we go to um, an away um, game we've got to go to the London Stadium now which are, have you ever been around that area Glenn? I've been to the stadium okay. I went to watch the London Anniversary Games um, uh, wasn't this summer the summer before last um, when Mo Farah won the 5,000 metres that they had there and there was all sorts of famous yep. fa- same famous people I think even Bolt might have run in the afternoon um, but yeah so I spent a day there and it's it's not it's not bad to get I mean it swings around it's right. so if you're going to go down there for the day it's, it's dire, a pain in the arse yeah. I started a 50 mile run from there and oh, it, you did, yeah, you? it's just a, like a derelict. Well, it is. Well, it was a derelict wasteland, and now it's a derelict wasteland with some um, kind of yeah, kind of boring buildings shop, put on it. Center, yeah, so yeah, so and it's awful. It's awful inside in terms of for an athletics venue. It was all right, I'd say. Um, I, I wait, I, I, yeah, but for a football, there's event, big gaps. Apparently, TV makes you look better than it is. Apparently, there's like big gaps yeah. behind some of the, the where people sit and stuff. The temporary stands, but yeah. that's that's a negatives. That's a positive. So I, I think you saw this last night. I posted, just did a very very kind of rough um, kind of calculation. So say the say the average ticket price is twenty six quid. Why twenty six quid? I don't know because it's less than thirty. Um, and some kids <laughs> and stuff went times that by say twenty five thousand people go. Um, we get forty five percent of that, so it means that means we get nearly three hundred grand, um, and that doesn't include any you know any other any other sales and stuff on the day, plus yeah. plus the TV money plus our additional gates. So you know this has got to be at least half a million in the bank um, for us. Hopefully, that's if twenty five thousand people turn up because. And, and that's if they charge those prices. So I was I was seeing a lot of West Ham fans saying, one, no one's going to go to this replay because it's been so bad at the moment. So that's a worry. And the other one was that they're probably going to try and get town to agree to get smaller uh, ticket prices so that they can maybe get more people there and not be completely empty. So those calculations are fine. I think either way, you, you're talking about a significant ch- chunk of money. Yep. There's no doubt about that. Um, but quite what that ends up being is going to depend on a couple of factors. And unfortunately, we're not playing an informed team um, who sat out every week and want to get more fans in that can't come any norm- normally come to see them. Like you might get with a Liverpool home game in the FA Cup third round where a few years ago I went when town had already been knocked out. I thought, well, you know, you can actually get a ticket to this game. It's not like that. They don't sell out at the Olympic Stadium anyway. So yeah, yeah, but. One thing I would add to that, though, is sometimes these clubs also are quite tight on their points, aren't they? Yeah, true. So, you know, I saw a lot of um, West Ham fans were quite upset they couldn't get a ticket for the Shrewsbury game because you needed basically have gone to every away game. Uh, okay. So maybe maybe the the points might help as well a little bit. So, but yeah. trying to be positive. We'll see. But uh, you know, it's crap crap in a place it might be to get to, and an unenjoyable experience it might be to be in the stadium. Um, you know, it's certainly not going to be as good as like going to the Emirates, is it? No. When we played Arsenal, that was a whole different ball game. But it's still going to be a cracking experience. Are you going to go? Still expect us to take. 
Oh, definitely. Yeah, I've already booked the day off today. Um, you know what day it yeah, is I'm yet, definitely gonna go. It's going to be the Tuesday because they just moved the um, Norwich versus uh, Chelsea game to the Wednesday night. So that'll be BT Sports coverage. Um, so they won't move any more games to the Wednesday night now. So it'll be the Tuesday night. I think it's the 16th. Um, don't take that as, as certain yet until you see it, but it's almost certainly going to be that. So um, yeah, but I wouldn't, yeah, don't, I'll take the Tuesday don't, don't anyone book any train tickets <laughs> or hotels or anything based on Glenn's assumption of uh, it's going to be Tuesday night. So wait, please wait for the official... <laughs> Do you think we'll be getting invoices for people's training? Yeah, you will, Glenn, not me. Change. I'm saying don't book yeah. anything. But yeah, yeah. The interesting thing, Ollie, is about money. Is that you know, there's one game to be played on the on the Tuesday night that will be a TV game as well. Um, so it's probably going to be between between us, the Fleetwood replay, um, or it depends on where the Palace Brighton draw tonight as well. So there's a few options there. So I wouldn't. No, but would we get any of that cash? For the BBC was it all just the home tie get the BBC money. No, I think you, you get, get a f- chunk of it. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not too sure. I think you get some, but it would probably help as well. But, yeah. Um, there we go. That, that was it, I suppose. Is there anything else to talk about? It was, it was nice for the game to be on TV, wasn't it, Ollie? There was a lots of um, sort of media-y type things going around. I've seen there was some pictures that um, the community team got some of some some children who are suffering from an unfortunate illness to go and take some photos in the in the commentary box with sort of um, uh, Lineker and Shearer and Ian Wright. And it was it's great to have it. I've got it in my Sky Plus box. I want to sort of yeah, watch I some of the, the same sort of stuff well. back and. And yeah, and, and all the media that were there in the press box as well, and there was all sorts of other cool things about it. And one thing we haven't really talked about, Ollie, which is the Joe Hart coming back thing. It was fantastic, wasn't it? We should just have a word for Joe Hart and the way he behaved on the day. Yeah, he did a nice intro, didn't he? So he started well um, in terms of having um, yeah that video he did online, which went down Instagram, well for yeah. the Shrewsbury Town fans. So that was good. And yeah, and, uh, yeah, big credit to Joe Hart. He apparently spent a lot of time before and after the game signing autographs and um, taking selfies with kids. Um, so yeah, no fair play to him. He seemed quite um, emotional, didn't he? And quite, yeah, he yeah. kind of um, you know trust, um, pumped his um, punched his um, his chest when he, you know he came out. He kind of say like respect to the Shooter Town fans. So that was nice. Well, did you, did you agree? I, could, I think you could tell he was emotional because the man forgot to pack a hat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's not the sort of thing you expect of an England professional goalkeeper when there's sun going to be in your eyes to forget the hat. So um, yeah, he obviously had his mind on lots of things before the game, and it is an emotional thing from coming home, first time it's happened, and you know the reaction he got from Shrewsbury fans through the whole day must have just been mind blown not mind blown but must have been fantastic for him as, as a feeling to know that you know you've had a few tough years but you've got a, a little part of this country where you come from that everybody basically adores you and I saw there was a picture of Dean Henderson and um Joe Hart embracing at the end wasn't yeah. there and you just think if Dean Henderson goes on to have a fantastic career and does what we think he's probably going to do that is a photo that is going to be on the wall of the meadow in a few years time you know saying you know two of our iconic goalkeepers that you know technically came through our system and you know learned their trade here so um, yeah it'd be interesting to see if that happens but yeah it was good I think we should round this one off though Ollie with, with top three really. yeah no definitely I'll go first this time so yeah I went for Godfrey first I just thought his his discipline um, and his energy and his work rate and there was that time when he did that run um, the kind of run back and did that slide tackle yeah. um, was fantastic um, I would say that um, he also saw a different side to his game you know he did that storming run and he went past about four players um, yeah. and passed it off so that was fantastic and yeah I went for him first then Sad the second um, so I thought he was yeah I thought he was really really solid um, and then I'm um, yeah I'm just going to change my mind actually I'm going to I'm going to um, go for um, for Toto because um, I thought he I thought he had a really solid game as well um, and he was yeah him and Sadler were, were a rock at the back and they basically yeah they were not getting anything off those two no I think I'm going to change my third as well actually but for different reasons um, we, we basically went for the same two but different way around yeah. for me I, I talked about the, the iconicness of 
um, the way Sadler played as, as, as you know, the, the bang he took on the head and the blood and the comeback and the fact we played with 10 men for a short period of time without him just all adds into the story of that game. Yeah, he disappeared, didn't we? We haven't mentioned know. that. So those yeah. who haven't watched well, the game, can't be many of you. But yeah, Sadler went out and we thought, is he coming back? It could have cost us that. And, and it would have been a bit, and I don't like to pop have a pop at the medical team, but he got the cut in the first half. There was loads of blood all over him. They whacked a load of Vaseline on it just before half time. Then we went in for half time. And why didn't they bandage yeah, him? Yeah, I don't know I why they didn't do that. Maybe maybe had a header and it split again. Yeah, maybe maybe that could be fair enough. Um, but yeah, so yeah, yeah, swings around about. So yeah, Sadler for me for all the reasons I explained earlier on in the podcast. Again, Godfrey for the same reasons you you explained to me. Godfrey is a championship. Oh, Norwich already. fans there's, must there's have no been way. licking their lips, thinking, "Bloody hell, we've got him next season." Um, there's no way. He should be playing for us. I know he's way, way too good for us. He's good, <laughs> but, he's, but he's, he has. But then also, such... this, I think to give a bit of context, well, not balance to that, he wasn't wasn't that good before Christmas, was he? He kind of went off the boil a little bit. Yeah, so he's still a, young, a little dip, didn't so he? He's still yeah, young, but you know that's going to happen. But he's he, on his well, game, everyone he's has a dip. Very, very good. Yeah. Um, Premier League players, and you know, even some of the best players have have a dip. But he he. Um, he, I, I remember watching him the first few minutes, and I was like to me brother, he is bang up for this. Do you know what I mean? You could tell he was bang up for the fight, bang up for the challenge, and this was going to be one of his moments to put himself out there and make sure people start to know the name Ben Godfrey, and they certainly did. Um, and so, yeah, you, you swapped yours from a go-go to Toto, didn't you? Yeah. I, I think I'm going to swap mine from a go-go to Beckles. Just because, again, in a massive game against the Premiership team, the guy's playing out of position, he got up there as much as he could, he, he played nice balls, he was strong against you know Premiership opposition. Again, I, I think that you know you have to give the man a, a ton of credit. And he had that, well, I didn't mention it, but one of the moments of the entire game was his 30-yard screamer that only just went over the bar. If that had gone in and Beckles had scored the winner, that would have been a, a story for the ages, wouldn't it? But unfortunately, he just oh, put it, it over. But... How mad? How, how mad? How, yeah, how mad would the place have gone if no one scored? I was going mad even with it just going over the oh, bar. Right. I thought it was such. I thought it was such a moment. But yeah, there we go. Uh, credit to everybody, yeah. but those three, those three, four players that we just mentioned really stood out. Cool. So let's round this bit up. Um, there's one thing I'm going to mention after we talk about the manager's comments. There's something that's quite funny actually in the draw, which I want to mention. Um, but before we get okay. to that, um, there was yeah. So Hart was said. Um, you know, Hart was asked if, he, if his side had got out of jail, and he said 100. percent We were terrible today, and she was really good. And then Moyes said, I don't think we showed any quality and the biggest disappointment is that I didn't think we showed enough steel. When you come play something like this, you've got to show yourself physically that you can battle and you compete. And I didn't think we... Um we did all that at all, and it was the worst thing about it. So I think it's, I think it's in some ways for Moyes, this might be a good thing for him long term. You know, if they do survive the Premier League, you know, he's seen some players, and I'm sure some of those players have kind of, you know, lost a lot of credits with him. So that'd be interesting for yeah, those guys. Really. And then Paul Hurst, obviously, is quite uh, quite funny, and you could tell just from watching the video that it was a bit busy. Apparently, normally there's about four people at the press conferences after the Shrewsbury game, but apparently there's about there's, um, there's about Apparently there was two dozen, so yeah, an extra oh twenty people in the meadow. Uh, we know the concourses on the west end are crowded, so underneath there they must be pretty busy. Um, so, yeah. so yeah, some of the picks from Hurst. So he says it felt like we've missed an opportunity. We could have done better. Some um, some very good players on show, and we're more than matchmen. Um, and then kind of not in any order, but kind of later on, he also mentions that he was disappointed but proud, and he said that we were the better side. Um, can we def- repeat the performance? He said that'll be tough, but we can look forward to it. And he said the players were disappointed and quiet in the dressing room. Um, and he says, "How are you? How proud are you of your team?" And he said, "A little, you know, the classic Paul Hurst kind of, you know, being very God. dour kind of like." But he was smiling. It's just trouble. Yeah, the, the words don't get translated when you see the video. He's kind of, you know, what he's like. He doesn't. He doesn't give. He doesn't over um, kind of reward players in public, does he? Um, he's normally no. quite, normally quite coy on that. Um, and then yeah, he said Norwich can be delighted with um, Godfrey's performance. Um, and he said no. 
neither of us wanted a replay, which I think um, we mentioned no, as well. That's interesting, isn't it? I mean, we're only we're lucky in terms of the fact that um, Blackburn got knocked out, I think, didn't they? But we're going to have got a replay as well. So, you know, if we're looking at just us trying to match them, we've both got a replay. So that doesn't kind of unsettle us in any respect. So, but um, yeah, well, I, we we didn't want a replay, but as fans, you kind of yeah, didn't I'm, want I'm a hoping, replay. Well, I'm going to try and <laughs> I'm going to make sure that I'm in working in London <laughs> um, for the for the game, so I make sure I make my way there. Now, one thing on the FA yeah. Cup, just um, just funny thought actually, just looking at um, the re um, the draw for next round. And if Mansfield beat Cardiff, it'll be Mansfield versus Manchester City. So picture this. You're right. Pep Guardiola. Cool, good-looking, well-dressed. In the other dugout, yeah. Steve Evans. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant, yeah. <laughs> That'll be a watch, that one, won't it? Jesus Little Christ. Girl. Yeah, I just... Um... <laughs> there's the op- there's Suave, and then there's the opposite oh, of Suave. It's yeah. like... He looks just like that um, that pie eating guy, doesn't he? From um, from the FA Cup, <laughs> yeah, Sutton United. Yeah, from Sutton United, he looks he's like his brother. So yeah, when, oh, anyway, but I thought that's just a funny funny place to leave the FA Cup. Yeah, it's a funny place to leave the FA Cup. Unfortunately, the the way that I left the game, now we've wrapped it all up, was walking back over the bridge over the railway line on Otley Road, watching some Neanderthal Shrewsbury Town fans and West Ham fans having a fight, which the police had to intervene on and close the road. And I'm just like, after all the things we just talked about, all the positives of this town, I just think, why have we got some idiots that follow this so, club? So what happened then? Was it Shrewsbury fans it? and West Ham fans both fighting? Or was just Because I heard that there were some people just running around hitting other people, almost. There, there was some, it kind of, I, so I followed this group, behind and they were being monitored by the police and it was Shrewsbury Town fans chipping at West Ham fans and eventually there wasn't enough police there and they got together and they, they were the sorts well, you can't stereotype but there were sorts that were obviously looking for a fight and possibly drink had been taken but I was on the other side of the road and I started filming it because I, I'll, I'll film this to show people what's happening and um, some of these West Ham fans because they had Cockney accents so I'm assuming they were West Ham fans just came to the other road and started hitting um, town fans and, and, and potentially other West Ham fans who were just on the other side behind the metal gate and so I only filmed like 12 seconds of it because these guys were coming down I thought well I'm going to get punned here if I don't go so I stopped recording it but I put it on the Twitter account if anyone wants to see it but I just think you don't want to talk about all the negatives but the club have done this code of conduct we obviously have this little nasty group that have started following this, this season and it's just another incident that's happened that potentially involves them or not who knows um, and it's just you know I don't want to end it on a disappointing note but I just want them to bugger off and stop following my football yeah, club because they're not football fans yeah. well that's one of the things I quite like about my doing my um, very it's very slow march down the back of Sainsbury's there's obviously no real away fans <laughs> go that way so yeah it's, no. it's quite it take, takes took bloody ages to get out and that's one thing isn't it it did take ages to get out but anyway we're being negative so you know really fun no, day no it felt tense walking away on Saturday but that, that's it I'll yeah. that. and uh, by the time I got home it was I was cheered up again by the by the thought of going to London so yeah we'll leave the FA Cup there we've just got a bit of sound news and our predictions now and we'll wrap up and here come the home side. The last chance, surely. It is Vernon on the left. There are bodies in the box. It is Scott Vernon driving towards the goal. He's still going and it's in there. They have won it with the last kick of the game. And Shrewsbury score through Grimmer. So, Salop News. So, obviously, we're in the January transfer window now, and we've signed our first player. So, we signed Max Lowe from Derby County. Um, he's played 12 games for Derby, and he's coming back from injury, but he's been back for about three weeks now. He's been playing under their, in their under-23 or whatever, under-21 team. Okay. Um, he's described by Hurst as a modern-day fullback. So, yeah, think of Carl Walker, think of Junior Brown. So, that's quite good. And also, um, he's played for under-16s, under-20s England. So, obviously... Henderson and obviously also Bryn Morris has done that um, and apparently Dino was involved in this so yeah 
Agent Dino was talking yeah. to him. Well, I don't know. Will we get, will we get into trouble for tapping up? <laughs> no, I think players can do it. That's fine. <laughs> all right, okay. But then also, the funny thing is, is that as soon as it announced, there's all these like tweets were coming from the Derby County fans, and they were not happy. They were like, he's our best left back. Why have you let him go? So, yeah, a bit like Godfrey Henderson, sounds like we've potentially got a bit of a coup here. Yeah, I think that you, you can't argue with the, with some of the things you were reading about. You know, you want to see fans not wanting to lose that player. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think on the face of it, he looks like he's going to give us that attacking option going forward, a, a left or a left wing back. Yeah could have that we haven't quite got under backwards as much as I love the guy um, so I certainly think that he, he fits in that, that position that we were desperate for and we, we talked about needing from the very start of the last few weeks didn't we so yeah we can cross that one off at least now yeah and it just says so much about Hurst doesn't it you know like you know we managed to get the player the best team's players you know on loan mm-hmm. you know we yeah. get some of the yeah. gems we don't get some of the, the tosh that we've had in the past um, so that's quite good for Hurst another kudos point for Hurst um, and then, yeah. yeah, and where we are as well, it, it sort of helps, doesn't it? You know, if Derby want him to go there, play half a season and get a promotion to the Championship. Hurst said in his interview that he's really pleased to get a player that wants to play football. And what he means there is he's something you get some of these kids apparent, who apparently aren't that interested, quite happy to take the money and play under, under 23s football, academy football. Mm. And he's going to... He's going to push for a starting place straight away because he came on against West Ham, as we said, and that is an, an interesting insight as to how hard uh, Beckles is going to have to work to keep that place yeah. now. Um, and I think that even if Beckles is playing well, there are going to be games where we want a more attacking outlook. Yeah, and unfortunately, Beckles will be will be cold. He's not then, a fullback, um, is he? And there'll be and there'll be games where we've got backs to the wall, where potentially away at West Ham, you might rather play Beckles. Yeah, we'll play honestly. three at the so, back, yeah, we'll maybe. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. So that was the yeah, that was a signing, wasn't it? And then the only other thing this week was Adams um, has gone back to Norwich, hasn't he, without really playing too many games. A little bit of checker trade action. I think he might have come off the bench in a league or a cup game. I can't remember now. But on the face of it, really, I'm not too fussed about that. He, he might have a might have a career, but he's just never going to get in with the midfielders that we've got at this football club. You know, there's, there's easily four players ahead of him at the moment. So let him go back out on loan. Yeah, I think really. maybe he needs to go to a League Two side. Uh, Possibly. drop down on division and get a bit of experience he's only young though so so yeah fair play to him he, he didn't really play at all did he did he come on a couple no. of couple of times earlier in the season as a sub yeah. Um, yeah. but obviously I, Hurst I, I don't even know I think he might have done yeah in some holding role position yeah so yeah so that was it so um, moving on to predictions um, yep. we both went for a win um, you thought it was going to be a goal fest, um, three one against Oldham, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, actually, it was um, it was two nil. Uh, sorry, one one nil, and I went for two nil. Sorry, that's why I get confused. Yeah, so we both got a point, and that means the current score in the prediction table, um, after an updated it over Christmas, is I'm at sixteen and you're fourteen, Ollie. So got a little bit of work to catch up. Um, so we're we're going to predict the next game, which is in less than a week now. It's um, on Saturday away at Blackpool. Uh, not Blackpool. That's who we've got in the checker trade, which I'm not talking about. Um, Blackburn on Saturday in the league is the next game. Yep, so are you going to this one? I am indeed, yes. I'm unsure as to whether I'm going to go on the train with some mates or take the kids, yeah. but I'm definitely going to go. I'm driving, so I'm going. Um, yeah, and... Um, yeah, I can't see us winning, um, and I'm going to be positive because we've just you know drawn with a good premiership team, so why can't we go and draw with a slightly stumbling Blackburn team over the last few weeks I know they've not let you know they've not lost for a huge long period of time but they've let, dropped a couple of points and especially at home they've drawn with teams like AFC Wimbledon so I don't think there's anything for us to go and fear there so I'm going to go for a I'm going to go nil-nil nil-nil draw I think hope, I think Hurst might go there and really shut up shop I know that's unusual but I think he might no, uh, I think I'm going to go for a one or draw that's fair enough Ollie I think yeah so there's no reason why we can't win there is there on, on the basis of this season but it does feel like a game where you know considering the gap we would be very happy to go out of that game still five points out of Blackburn going into sort of almost February wouldn't we so yeah that would be that would be fantastic wouldn't it so yes I shall see you there I'm sure along with lots of other Shrewsbury Town fans who were who were enjoying every moment of this season and um, I think it's the sort of place we'll take a big crowd as well so 
Yeah, should be, I, should I guess be that's nice it, isn't Yeah, nice way trip. Grand, um, I'd never been to. Um, so that's oh, right. good. You didn't go to the cup no, game with you, No, no, I didn't go to that. So yeah, new ground for me. Bit of a trip, so that'd be nice. Got them having a bit of a road trip with a mate of mine, fellas, so next to me at the game, so that'd be oh, good. good. So yeah, if I'm honest, um, but I don't know, I don't know I'm getting a bit older, but I'm quite looking forward to just having a few league games, to be honest. Um, I'd like us to focus <laughs> on the league again, you know, back to kind of, yeah, normality. I quite enjoy, um, yeah, the kind of the, 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 kind of the, um, the pace of the league. And I'm looking forward to scaring and getting a few league games because obviously we've got a bit of a tough kind of fixture congestion coming over because we've got these double games every week now with the FA Cup and the yep. Checker Trade. So yeah, I'm looking forward to kind of getting back to a bit of clean air in the league. If I'm honest. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you're successful. You get a lot of games coming. You up, do, so, yeah. Um, yeah. This is what, obviously, what Man United and Liverpool but... fans feel like when they play in the Champions League all the time. <laughs> not, I'd play in, playing Blackpool in the Checker Trade <laughs> trophy is not, not comparable to playing whatever it's PSG in the Champions League. <laughs> but there we go. It is to us, but maybe not yeah. to anyone else. But but, um, there we go. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, it's been a, it's been a great week to be a Super Town fan again. And um, yeah, we should be back next Sunday night covering the Blackburn yep. game. One game back to normal. Cheers, guys. Oh!